0: All right, what up, guys, and welcome to the Brave Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and we got Will, Rhett, and Artie in the house.
1: All right, guys, let's talk, let's kick it off about NFL preseason. Okay, so, I mean, we had a lot of games this past weekend. Honestly, the first team we need to talk about, we're not biased at all, I promise. It's just our favorite team, Falcons. Okay, who wants to kick me off? Rhett, Artie, what you thinking?
0: Well, I want to talk about how bad our penalties were and how Arthur, Arthur Smith does not freaking um how he hates the penalties at the beginning of the season. He was talking about how he did not want penalties. And if we got penalties, he would screw the team, like screw the people over that got penalties as in punish them with stuff. And we got 11 penalties for 99 yards. So
1: yeah, I think that it's kind of early. So kind of hard to tell my apologies. Zach, should have included you in that, uh, that polling at the beginning. Um, <clears throat> I will say for this, that honestly, just want to say, first off, it's nice to have the Falcons back on TV. So, so back to, so back to the Falcons. I just want to. The only two things that I want to talk about are special teams, um, and defense. So for special teams, I mean, first off, these are both our areas of improvement that we need the most. I, uh, I would say for Youngwei Koo coming in for our kicker, this is the guy for the Falcons team. Oh there yeah, there is not another kicker that we are going to find that is performing as well Dude, as
0: he is. he's the next uh, Matt Bryant. When we got had him, him, he was freaking killing we, it.
1: We released Matt Bryant in for order coup, to yeah. then sign Young-Way-Koo. young koo let me just put it in perspective. Young-Way-Koo is a Korean-American who went to Georgia Southern. He got dropped after four weeks by the Chargers and then signed by the Falcons. Young-Way-Koo has all of Atlanta, the entire state of Georgia, and all of Korea rooting for him. So – I just want to say, when it came to the missed kick in the preseason game, he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders, okay? But, honestly, <clears throat> I'm not really that worried. He's been in those situations before. Um, we were, you know, we actually almost beat the Chiefs last year in the regular season.
0: But, we did, yeah. We yeah, a lot but, of close
1: games. <laughs> yeah, but but it, we had a lot of close games that came down to it. You know, Young-Weeku couldn't get that kick, but that was, the, that was the first one that he had missed in so long during the series. <clears throat> and so I just want to say, I, th- I think Iguicu's the guy from a special team standpoint, we're going to be looking great again this year. So I, I, you know, he can miss all the preseason kicks he wants getting that shit out of his system.
0: I was about to say, uh-huh. he said what this is his second year.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah. And yeah, so he's got he's
0: so much break. time to, to freaking oh, get yeah. improve.
1: Yeah, this is his first, you know, cl- the closest comparison to an actual football season when you've yeah. got you've got all the fans in there. I'm perfectly fine. Young Waku is the guy. He's not going anywhere. We love him. Um, the other thing I want to touch on is defense. I think that you know everybody is obviously aware that the defense is quite possibly the worst part of the Atlanta Falcons. It, I, I'm, I'm almost positive that Atlanta United players could play better defense and they probably don't even play football. If I had to put it in comparison, last year, the Falcons defense was Apollo Creed. And just the entire rest of the NFL was that one Russian guy from Rocky Four, beating them so badly until they died. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, I honestly, the, the, past.
0: the secondary. Yeah. Secondary, yeah. I feel yeah. like, was our biggest issue. Uh, but we also
1: had so, a lot of injuries the past few years, which really true. hurt us. No, that's correct. And so but, I'm glad you touched on the secondary, Ziggy, because the big guy that I want to talk about is Errol Thompson Jr. Coming out of Mississippi State, he going to be hungry. He's going to be fighting for a starting linebacker spot. And, I mean, if you saw him in that that preseason game, he had one... You know, it's just fabulous sack, um, it, and it really just gave me any sort of sort of hope, uh, for this team. And then team, so. Grady
0: Jarrett as well. He actually got top yeah. fifty in the top hundred, um, NFL players. I think he was actually like fifty-four, so not top fifty, but top sixty. So that was mm-hmm. huge when we saw him. I think we had two players in the top uh, hundred in NFL. Oh, oh I don't remember yeah. who the I, second I'm, one is. Let me go. No,
1: I, I'm I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it at all. I'm just gonna go ahead and say, Errol Thompson Jr. If you do not know who he is, look him up now. You will know his name by the end of the season.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm pumped Uh, about that.
1: Anybody got anything else for the Falcons? I just wanted to touch on it because honestly, it's the only team that I really follow. I was
2: really excited to see uh, Felipe Franks play so well. Have a nice, really, really long run. Dude, he did so much
0: better than AJ McCarron. Mm
2: -hmm. He actually moved the
0: ball up the field.
2: Yeah, he (laughs) had that 52-yard run, which was
0: oh yeah, that was huge. Fantastic. Yeah. and it was a, it was a great run too he scrambled yeah. off the pocket to the left and cut across all the way up
1: i totally forgot about that but to put it perspective AJ McCarron is so old he's at the beginning of nick saban's last contract with alabama yes. wow that's that is how long aj McCarron has been riding the falcons bench and i he don't think i was just say
0: bench. i don't think i think okay. we just signed this him as a story. backup this year that's
2: okay that's this okay. Was go his, ahead. And... This was first, yeah, this was his first game as a Falcon. Yeah. Well, then I'll just um, go ahead. He, and for, he had played for the Bengals and then um, Texans or something.
1: Okay. So, but, yeah, so yeah, Edit that part out for me. But, um, are you speaking of the Bengals? So you want to go ahead yeah. and talk about your boy? Well,
2: as we know, Joe Burrow and a lot a of lot, a, similar to a lot of starters did not play. I was about uh, to say that not many starters played game. anywhere. Um, he's still coming off of that injury but they did beat the bucks in their preseason game um coming off with jamar chase um he had his first catches a bangle um which is really big and it's nice to see being a burrow fan not necessarily an lsu fan but being a joe burrow fan um it's cool to see somebody two guys that played in college together both at lsu that yeah. that will have that connection i think he really needed especially with aj green leaving They definitely needed a big playmaker uh, on wide receiver, so I think that's that's going to be a real big thing for them having that Mm -hmm. connection. Uh,
1: How how are you? uh, How are you feeling about the Bengals season? I know it's your third favorite team behind the Falcons and the Browns already. So, (laughs)
2: Um, I think with Burrow and offensive lines a little bit better, Um, we have a similar. The Bengals are going to have a similar problem with the Falcons as far as defense goes. Our defensive line is better this year i don't know why i'm saying our i don't play for them but you know you
1: might it's okay um
2: but i think the offense will be just fine i think um mixon i think he's gearing up for a much better year he's pretty much the primary um top back but they also have um they also have like jock patrick
3: giovanni bernard giovanni
2: bernard actually does not play for them anymore oh he doesn't no they got rid okay. of him. He's on a, he got treated or something and released and got picked up. But, yeah, it's pretty much Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon and Patrick. And they're the two guys for right now. But Joe Mixon should have a good season as long as that offensive line stays healthy. Um, I know they invested in a decent amount of money in an offensive line um, to try to beef up protecting Joe Burrow after last season. Yep. Especially yeah. Yeah. getting hurt. Um, so yeah. I think if you have a good offensive line for pass blocking, ideally we'll have a similar situation for a running game and Mixon will be good. And I think they'll be, especially at the beginning of the season, they'll probably be taking a little bit of the load off of um, Joe Burrow's throwing shoulder. So it might give Mixon an extra touch of drive or something. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: (laughs) Artie, I'm going to stay with you. Actually, now you and Zach, and we're going to pivot to another one of our favorite young quarterbacks. Guys, Chicago, Miami. Let's just all go ahead and just say it. You know, just put an asterisk next to it. We're all going to be Bears fans in the back of our minds this year. Dude, but the thing
0: is, is yes, Justin Fields went to Harrison. He went where we went to high school. But I heard he was an ass when he went to Georgia because he was so caught up in, like, being good and being, like, famous, per se.
1: So do you think, so, Zach, that all of that pressure of having to play at the University of Georgia and basically going to the 13th grade, you know, right after college, you've got Athens just, what, an hour and a half away from Kennesaw? Do you think that's kind of got to him? I think the
0: or, him or, being or, or, what the or, top prospect in Georgia as a high schooler is what got to him. If he yeah. wasn't top prospect and he had to fight for it, then I'd feel like— he wouldn't be such an he wasn't such an ass. But yeah, he's a great player. I'm not gonna put that aside. Him, Chicago. I think they're gonna do great with him. They put freaking balled out during the game. He did. Yeah. He did freaking amazing. He went what fort ten for fourteen with 170 something yards and a rushing touchdown.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also think the thing that speaks to me more um, than just even you know people that we know or whatever saying. Random stuff about him, but hearing like what his teammates, including like Jimmy Graham and stuff, has said about his work ethic.
0: True, uh, I have not heard anything of that. That was just from a friend telling me that went to high yeah. school or went to college with him.
2: I try not to listen to friends because they're all biased. Very true. I don't even like you, even like you guys, but <laughs> um, <laughs> too man. But right, yeah. back at you. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy Graham and a bunch of other teammates and even people that are like longtime backup quarterbacks for teams have even said like his work ethic and his mentality of you know i i'm here to fight for a spot but if i'm not there i'm just trying to get better um, but everybody has talked so highly of his work ethic his motivation um, even some of his leadership coming out uh, same thing with like zach wilson a lot of people have been highlighting a lot of his up in new york
0: who, yeah i can't wait to uh, see him play
1: it's yeah good to and, see and a lot I... of
2: these young quarterbacks showing that work ethic because uh, sometimes with like Especially younger people now coming out of college you may or may not see that so it's really cool to see these quarterbacks stepping into roles whether that's going to be you know we know they're starting or they're having a fight for it seeing them actually putting in that effort
1: no that's mm-hmm. a good point you make there and i mean justin fields if one day you ever listen to this i just want you to know that the mural in downtown Kennesaw, it, it, it looks amazing oh it's yeah, great my, I, yeah. I went out to lunch passed by it and was i just was like you know what I'm in, I'm a Bears fan and entirely because of Justin Fields. Um yeah, so I wish good. him nothing but the best. But guys, let's stick with it. Going to Zach Wilson. Let's talk about the Jets Giants. Um first off, Battle of New York, just two people down in the trenches, two teams <laughs> that in my case or at least in my opinion are just absolute ass. Where do they go from here?
2: I think the Jets you can go nowhere but up. I think last year obviously was awful. I still think if we're being completely honest, I think they were the worst team. Um, I After the think Saquon injury, yes. Before it, I would argue. The Jets... Well, I think the Jets were the... the Jets
3: oh. were the worst
0: Jets team. won, yeah, what, one, two games, maybe? Cause... Yeah, but
2: they... I think they were... I think the Jets were the worst overall team because you had a very unproductive Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who eventually left. You had uh one wide receiver that isn't even that that hasn't not put up any consistent numbers and then you had a what your fourth string quarterback in you had a practice practice squad quarterback in when Darnold was hurt
0: yep so Uh
2: I think overall they were the worst team no offensive line horrible defense terrible coaching Uh, I think it was just a string of luck by the Jaguars to somehow get Trevor Lawrence but Zach Wilson in my opinion shows better intangibles from an arm standpoint I just think uh-huh. Trevor Lawrence is a bigger package but I think they're not they're not necessarily losing anything by getting Zach Wilson I think he's shown a lot of leadership a lot of the guys that are longtime quarterbacks have talked about his arm strength his leadership style his motivation like coming in every day and wanting to get better and that's kind of what you want like we were just talking about
1: Right. Yeah, I think that's a good point you make. Um, you talk about fighting for that spot, and now that you talk about like actually incl or surrounding those young quarterbacks with good talent, mm-hmm. I'm gonna stick with it. I want to touch on the Jaguars here real quick. Um, Trevor Lawrence. We know this guy was good in Clemson. Okay. We mm-hmm. know that in Clemson Stadium, he was going to be getting you the W. Um, you know, nine out of ten times. <clears throat> now, 1.
2: he's nine it, out of ten times. Yeah, he's nine point nine games <laughs> in college.
1: Yeah. 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 Now. Trevor Lawrence is on the big stage. Uh, Cleveland yeah. versus Jaguars, I'm sure I didn't actually get to watch that game, so if anybody who did, go ahead and give me your takes. I mean, how? Did, first off, my first question, how did Trevor Lawrence look? And second question, how did Urban Meyer look in a, in a Jaguars jersey? Or, excuse me, in a Jaguars polo. Like, did he actually perform? Did he get his team out there? Did it seem like he knew what he was doing? Or could you tell, ooh, it's been I, a minute since so you stepped in the NFL stage?
2: I definitely think with Urban Meyer, you're not going to run any, into any preparation issues. Um, yeah. He's had success everywhere. Now, whether or not he has success in Jacksonville, being one of the least lowest-income teams with subpar talent, most most around the place subpar talent, we'll see. But I think from a preparation standpoint, motivation standpoint, that's not going to be an issue for him. Uh-huh. I think where we're going to see... I think with Trevor Lawrence, he did fine. He struggled a couple times with holding on. In what I saw was he held on to the ball too long a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, he did get – he went 6 of 9 for 71 yards. He didn't play too much. He did move the ball a little bit, but we didn't – in my opinion, we didn't see enough. We saw him, a, a young quarterback in his first game, sitting in yeah. the pocket, just getting used to actually being in an NFL pocket. Like mm-hmm. – College DBs are great, and he, yeah, he's been sacked by Chase Young, but, <laughs> but, like, yeah, there's not a ton of people that are Chase Young. So, if you're going, when the rest of the ACC especially, you're not seeing
1: most yeah, of I'm those sure. guys, most remember. of those guys
2: are not going to be your average NFL defensive line. Yeah
1: yeah that's a good point and i mean it, this is just a great week to talk about the nfl because we've got so many of these rookies these young players that are actually getting face time on the field yeah. um i mean it's just tough to try and narrow it down from from you know just a podcast point of view i mean you know we want to talk about everything here but i'm just trying to hit the highlights at this point let's yeah. talk about trey lance <clears throat> out there with the 49ers how do you look
3: um, um... He didn't look that impressive at all. And to spend a third-round pick, you would think – if you're going to spend a third-round pick, eventually you want him to be your starting quarterback.
1: Right. The third,
2: you, the third overall pick?
3: Yes, I, yes.
1: I, and I, was, no, I agree. Go ahead, Rick. Sorry.
3: It wasn't that impressive by any means. I think he went three for seven or four for seven, nothing special. And yeah. it could have been a lot better.
1: No, I, I do agree. I did see the clip of his – i think it was an 80 yard touchdown pass wanted mm-hmm. to say that was impressive you're right i mean five for 14 128 yards you know maybe the pressure's getting to him but if i had to if i if i had to pick who that i'd say that the second qb would be I, I couldn't tell you who the number one rookie's going to be but the number two trey lance i think he'll be there at the end of the year well i
2: think, I think he'll the, be issue in the, with
3: the first game was it's been a year and a half since he played they didn't yeah. play last year because he was at North Dakota State so he hasn't played like an actual game in a year and a half so maybe it was just some rest coming off in his first game and we'll see a better outing in the second game but that's just mm-hmm. my takeaway from it
1: yeah I just I personally from what I've watched of Jimmy G I know he's good but I mean I think it might have just been a one and done year when the when he took the well, 49ers to the Super Bowl Jimmy G
3: also has an injury issue almost every year even Correct. if trey young doesn't beat him out in this first year i think it's almost inevitable that jimmy g gets hurt trey lance gets some time and once he gets some time i don't think there's any coming back for jimmy g
2: yeah i think intangible wise trey lance is good and i don't i honestly Mm -hmm. don't think josh rosen is that bad of a backup quarterback but i agree trey lance should be the one that takes the reins start jimmy g he's got leadership quality he's not a bad quarterback if he stays healthy he just. Like obviously the one season you stayed healthy, they went to the Super Bowl, but I just I, I think yeah, eventually you get Trey Lance ready because you don't wanna I think Jimmy G's too expensive for Yes. Yep.
1: I agree with that. that. That's that a good take. Um, you talk about money, guys. I'm gonna switch this over to my sleeper pick for the year, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> uh Denver Broncos versus Minnesota Minnesota Vikings this past weekend. So yeah, that's it. You talk about quarterback battles and I'll get to those in a second. But this is one of them that I've got my eyes on. First off, I live about a mile and a half from the Broncos stadium here. Um, I was having a conversation actually with one of my friends. Shout out to Cody. He was giving me this great inf- like just these fun facts about Denver. Uh, the, the Broncos stadium has sold out every home game for the past 50 years. I think that if Denver gets off to a hot start, they're playing New York week one. I'm just going to say it. They're my sleeper pick to win the Super Bowl, okay? And I'm going to say one other thing. Trust Teddy. In Teddy, we trust. Listen, if you watch the game... You think think it goes Teddy over Drew Locke? So I don't know, but I I trust Teddy Bridgewater. When Teddy B steps in the game, I have confidence that the Broncos are going to win. Okay, this past this past preseason game they obviously wanted to give drew lock some more reps to see how he would perform but when teddy came in he was like a closer he 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 didn't struggle he didn't have any problems at all yeah. i think that teddy's got a good shot um at 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 being the starting guy you know come it might not be game one i wouldn't be surprised though if it is but come down the stretch you talk about by, by game three teddy bridgewater will be the starter i'll say that now
2: Okay, I, I think I think if Drew Locke can keep the turnovers down, yeah. which I think he played well, five for seven, one hundred fifty-one yards and two touchdowns. Like mm-hmm. you can't expect more from somebody that from somebody when you're giving them only a handful of reps. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. But yeah. I I don't disagree with you. I think if he struggles or if he they get into the divisional games where he's playing good teams, he plays two three really good teams twice a year. I think that, you know, Drew Lock might struggle since he's had that problem in the past. If he cleans it up, I have no problem with Drew Lock being the quarterback. But I also think – I, I kind of agree with you. I trust Teddy. He's comfortable. He has starter experience yeah. uh, down in Carolina. He played and started in Minnesota. He
1: I played th- in New Orleans. I mean, New the guys
2: – He's got experience. He's gotten no. mentorship from – you know Drew Brees, Cam Newton, like he, he's he's not necessarily an issue.
1: No, Teddy is not the issue, and if Drew Lock performs, that's fine. They're, maybe they're going to continue yeah. with the hot streak. But yeah. if Teddy starts heating up, he's the guy. He has seasoned on so many damn teams mm. that you just kind of want to root for him and hope that he can take a team all the way. And I, yeah. I mean, I liked what I saw from the Broncos defense. I think that the Broncos have a good the shot.
3: Patrick Sertain, who was their ninth overall pick, had in, had a pick six, he had eleven targets and allowed zero completion. He looks insanely good yes, for he's a rookie. So good.
1: He's yes. so good. Oh yes. No, I I agree. And you know what? <clears throat> so speaking of uh speaking of new people stepping up to the plate, let's just go back to one of Teddy's old teams real quick. Let's talk about Ravens Saints because this might wait, be well, wait, like wait, the wait, wait, wait.
2: Before we do that. I'm okay. sorry to cut you off. I, oh, I, I wanted to get what you and Zach's um, thoughts were on Kellen Mond.
1: I mean, Kellen Mond drafted out of, out of Texas A&M. We know that guy is a great college quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though, when we will see him on the field. Because I, the, the the Vikings have made it pretty clear that Kirk Cousins well, Kirk, is yeah, their Kirk go-to Cousin, guy. Kirk
2: Cousins is the starter, yeah. I, yeah,
0: yeah I think so, it'll be... Because he was good in college, but I don't see him being a top NFL QB. Just, I, I hope he does. He has...
1: I, i agree though
0: he can he can run he can run but he's not a dual threat quarterback that the nfl is looking for no
2: yeah no because like, the,
0: the nfl is becoming either just a passing or dual threat you can't be yeah. you have to be amazing at dual threat or you have to be an insane passer and i, I just don't think he's but he's either
1: i agree yeah. but you know what give him time and I really hope that he does well. Once again, though, don't know. Um, but uh, before we move on uh, from the Vikings, the game that I am interested in seeing next week is going to be Kellen Mond with Minnesota versus Sam Ellinger, who or Ellinger who played at Texas. So it's going to mm-hmm. be the Vikings versus the Colts next, or this actually this week. I yeah. think that game's going to just be fun, just from a, a Texas versus Texas A and M, you know, quarterbacks point. Uh, point. I think that that'll be great. So I'm looking forward to that, but now let's go ahead and let's hop over to the Saints. Um, like I'm saying before, you talk about QB battles, this one might just be the biggest like baby fit you ever it's... are gonna see.
2: Yeah, I think I think this one's. Yeah, I think this one's gonna be probably the most influential because you have two completely separate playstyles. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, the, I just the think the Saints John... are a bad team. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. We we know that Jameis Winston could play. You know, obviously got a a national championship with Florida. Once again, this is the NFL, though. I mean, he did all right with um, with the Buccaneers, but this what my question to you guys is: What does this? What do the Saints have besides my favorite running back in the world, Alvin Kamara, that could help him out and help him get those wins? Because well, if Michael Thomas Thomas
0: comes back, because he's hurt right now. Yeah. Did y'all so, hear the story
3: on Michael Thomas? No. So I, he got been, injured at the end of last season, and he oh, needed surgery.
0: The foot surgery, and he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't respond to the team's doctors yep. for
3: multiple weeks. So, he ended up getting the foot surgery like three weeks before the season. Now he's going to miss, like,
0: season time for it. He's going to miss, That's like, four funny. four to six weeks, I think is what they said. Because Sean Payton called him, the trainer called him, and the – um was it the owner – owner called him as well and he ignored all three calls so I don't know what's going on with him
1: Yeah.
0: like does he not want to be on the Saints anymore now that I think he's fed up with being on the Saints especially
3: after last year where he was hurt all season he came back and in this first week that he was going to be back
1: he got in a fist fight in practice and had to get ended for a game by the team just a lot of dumb mm. decisions from him. And right now I, I just personally think that Michael Thomas is too stupid to count the millions of dollars. The saints are paying him. He's, he's just making such dumb decisions that he doesn't seem to realize the opportunity really
2: aggressive with these people.
1: I mean, Hey, Hey, these are the saints, man. I don't hold back. Okay. Ooh. I, I I'm, I'm just saying like, he should, he should realize the opportunity he has to play. So yeah. it, it, it just, uh, you know, Sean Payton, great coach. Everybody else on the New Orleans Saints, besides Alvin Kamara, don't care about you, don't at all. Taysom yeah. Hill can't figure out what position he 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 wants to play. <laughs> Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston is is, uh Jameis Winston is almost from as
2: for those crab legs. Still yeah, Jameis
1: Winston doesn't realize he's supposed to run into the end zone instead of running through target to steal some freaking crab legs. So <laughs> it, it it it's just. I, honestly, I'm glad the Saints are in our division this year. Somebody quote me on mm-hmm. that. And especially come,
0: since uh, Drew Brees is in there, so they don't have a good quarterback to lead them. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody
1: yeah. quote me on that now, come October.
0: Now, <laughs> as I was say, now that Drew Brees is gone, they got to find that new leader, and I don't think it's either of them.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think this, completely this, agree. This per- particular game, you have quite a predicament. Uh, it's t- quite adverse. Uh, situations especially with quarterback where you have you know probably one of the top three quarterbacks in the league playing for the ravens and then the saints where they have no idea who's going to be playing quarterback
1: yeah yeah you've got the falcons you've got two of the great teams and then when the saints finally march out of the field it's going to be november by the time they realize that they're playing football <laughs> so uh, that being said let's go ahead and uh let's actually switch over now i want to talk about um i want to talk about the texans versus green bay two of the most i just just like just opposite ends but ironic stories coming out we've got um aaron Rodgers. Basically, waiting until what seemed to be like the 11th hour to, to sign a contract, showing up in one of the most surf dude outfits I have ever seen. Like, he seriously looked like he just got back from Laguna Beach yep. for, for that Green Bay practice. But, against cool. Houston, who has Deshaun Watson and nobody their four string to, quarterback. Yes, and nobody even wants to touch him.
0: So, oh, Green right. Bay, so you heard the reason why that all has happened with Aaron Rodgers, right? You saw the press conference and everything, or no? No, I, mm-hmm. I don't.
1: No, I just learned how to read the other day, so That's right. I think try to see what happens. So, yeah, what's, what's going on? Aaron
0: Rodgers, him being there for almost, what, 14 years, I think it is, around there, yeah. he thinks he needs more leadership and more decisions that basically the front office is using him just as an employee. They don't want to take any advice from him. They don't want to, like see what he wants for his offense that he is controlling. Um, he, had, he had a lot of people that he wanted to keep, but the front office said no and basically screwed them over, even if they did do amazing last year. Um, he still does not feel like he's a part of the team especially being there that long he feel like he needs a bigger role with the front office as well in making decisions because again he's the leader of their team he is the quarterback he knows what he needs for him to do successful and for his team to do successful mm-hmm. so, i just want
1: to I, ju- I just want to put this in perspective <sighs> that aaron rodgers is getting paid 22 million dollars and um actually i'm sorry no Aaron Rodgers signed a four year hundred and thirty four million dollar contract. So and I really It don't
0: was think supposed he gets to expire it. next season after next season, but because all this stuff is going on, they said that he can opt out of this next next season. So this might be the last season he's gonna be at Green Bay, unless yeah. they change something in the front office that lets him have I, a say.
3: I think, Red, exactly, uh, I think exactly what they said was He wanted to be traded last year because he didn't have enough leadership. So they told him if he came back this year after he held out, they promised to trade him before next season. But then I get what he's saying. You see situations in like Arizona, now the head coach goes to Kyler Murray, the general manager goes to Kyler Murray and asks him if he likes people and then signs them based off of what Kyler Murray says. And he is a much younger person than Aaron Rodgers and Aaron yeah, Rodgers he's, just he's, wants that same re- like responsibility yeah, and that makes yeah. sense to me. If you are the yeah. face of the team if you're the one that's going to win the Super Bowl like get them to the Super Bowl, why not saying, give him the like, front, why not take his pay into consideration? The front office isn't the very
0: team good. He yeah. Aaron yeah. Rodgers that's is the bad. team. He knows what he needs for him to get them a Super Bowl. Front office doesn't, they don't know how Aaron Rodgers, what Aaron Rodgers is good with. He knows what he's yeah. good with. Yeah. He needs the respect to be able to pick his team and they need to res- like to respect him and be like all right we respect that decision let's get him for you let's see if you can go get us a super bowl this year Zach, but I mean, uh, I'll, I'll ask
1: you a question as as Zach as the Green Bay Packers fan um in the room let me ask you a question do you think that we are about to see a super bowl farewell tour or do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to give minimal effort um, so that I, he can just get traded
0: i i think he's going to play and, and i'm gonna, i think he'll have another mvp year because mm-hmm. he, he wants that Super Bowl. And if he gets them that Super Bowl, I think they'll respect him even more and give him that res- that position he wants with the front office and telling them what he needs and they'll respect it. The so thing? if he gets far, because he called them out, he called the front office and all the coaches out in that, in that um, press conference nobody's ever done that before so that him calling that out to the public now the public is agreeing with aaron Rodgers, and it's like okay so the front office isn't helping him like this was my realization he was calling him out i was like oh so he actually is trying his best but they aren't letting him try his best yeah
1: yeah so
0: i was like i love green bay Aaron Rodgers, I didn't want you to leave, but after that press conference, I can understand why you want to leave, and I won't be sad if you do. I will cheer you on at whatever team you go to.
1: That's how I am. Justin No matter what happens to Justin Fields, you know, unless he's he turns out to be a scumbag like Deshaun Watson, I, I'll cheer on Justin. Justin Fields, if you're listening to this,
0: that's <laughs> <perfect laughs> wrong. But yeah, speaking um, of Green I, Bay, they got crapped on by the Houston freaking.
3: Uh. Uh, Green Bay wasn't really starting anybody. No, Justin, they, yeah, Jordan they didn't was, have any of
0: their starters in. Let's see. Jordan
3: Love, like 12 for 17 with a touchdown. 100, 122
0: yards, but, and then Becker, 8 for 12, 88 yards. Good, but they did not okay.
3: start a single person that was going to be starting, so it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to take fun, away from that game since fun, they weren't starting any like valuable people.
0: Yeah, Adit yeah. uh, Funches. I don't know mm-hmm. how to pronounce his name. Devin Funches, I think that's how you pronounce it. Probably your best. He's friend. the only one that was like the – good player out on the field that week and stuff in it. Yeah, so
1: yeah even play. Dexter Williams is yeah. Bad as a running back. All right. Let's pivot over to to the Seahawks. I did not get to watch this preseason game either. Um did Russell Wilson even get on the field?
3: No, not at all.
1: Okay. Why okay, would so, he? already <laughs> it's just a question. There's no need to be so rude. <laughs> so so we had the cedars versus the raiders you would let them
2: lose to the raiders that much
1: either yeah so so once again seahawks raiders russell wilson didn't play i understand there was a, not, not a lot of starters at all from seattle um how did the raiders look though
3: the raiders running game looked really good
1: yeah. they yeah. had like over 150
3: yards and two rushing touchdowns the issue is their offensive line is horrible at pass protection. They can create running lanes, but when it comes to pass protection, they're horrible. Yeah. At least that's what it looked like in this game. So that's going to be a key thing going into the season for them.
2: <clears throat> yeah, and they have like Derek Carr's really good. Mm-hmm. They can't protect him. And unfortunately, I don't think Gruden is a good coach. No, uh, I, I don't either. You know, I I, I think that He's we can work coach in the league, and they can work with it. Yeah. But they need to – for how much they are paying Derek Carr, he is, what, the third or fourth highest paid player of all time, something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's insane. There is
2: no reason under any circumstances that they should have an offensive line that bad at patch protection.
1: Yeah. John, can we all agree that John Gruden is a much better announcer than he is a coach? Uh, yeah.
0: I yeah. agree. Yeah, I can agree I, on that.
1: I, I think that's something easy we could all say.
2: Now, we yeah. can give him some benefit of the doubt being in that division
0: and, and basically a new te- having to pick his the new team build, build and build it. So, so yeah, I'll give him the benefit the of the doubt for another year or two until the team gets yeah. filled yeah, I out.
2: Just, I just agree. I I, I I will always say that I they shouldn't have spent that amount of money on Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr. He's a good quarterback. I think he has had shown longevity. He has not gotten hurt very often at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He threw for, he's had, what, three 3,500-yard-plus seasons? Like, yeah. he's a very good quarterback. He's similar to Matt Ryan, but you can't put that much money into one player and not protect them.
1: Mm-hmm yeah no i agree that that's completely agreed Uh, talk about money let's move over to the two los angeles teams just from a standpoint for sofi stadium this was the first time in so long that that stadium had fans back so these la teams they're probably excited i didn't actually um i didn't get to watch all of this game but from what i saw the rookies the rookies are ready to play um, I know that Sean McVay did not play any of his starters, so we don't get to see Matt Stafford in that, that uniform yet, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't want the Rams or the Chargers to go far. No offense. Just they're not my teams. But for the rookies, still hope they do well. I still hope they get paid cool. at the end of the day.
3: I like the Chargers a lot. I mean, I like Eckler. Uh, I like Keenan Allen. I like Justin Herbert. Like, I think they will all be really good players, and I think they will have a really good team.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: I just don't know how far they'll make it into the playoffs.
1: That's a good point. I, I – if it came down to it, though, and you're asking me about, you know, one of my teams, and, yes, John – my friend John loves to make fun of me because he says I support, like, half of the NFL. With Dak Prescott out there and Justin Fields, John, I'd like to say you're right, but I also have a message – eat dicks and so if it came down to either one of those teams i support or the chargers advancing i'm not rooting for the chargers at all i will literally never root for the chargers um, over over any of the other teams that i support so moving forward um probably the last team that i'm going to talk on the cowboys so the cowboys i i find it hard to believe that they would be playing any of their starters in this no not at all I, yeah. I think
0: maybe Dak will come in for a series just because he's coming off that in, of that injury. Yeah. So to get him back into form, he might come in for a series, and that's what I'm saying, but no more than one series, maybe two. Yeah. They, this,
1: is, I, this was
2: their second game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As a, as a Mississippi oh. State fan, Zach, how yeah. excited are you going to be to see Dak Prescott back in that Cowboys jersey?
0: Dude, I can't wait. I cannot freaking wait. Oh, I've missed him last year, and because he's a Mississippi State, all the Mississippi State fans became Cowboys fans. And, I mean, Falcons don't rarely ever – or, yeah, they rarely play Cowboys, and if we do, that's fine. I can root against, against him for one game. But, yeah, I I am so excited to see what he can do off that injury. And, and Dak
3: also just makes the team better as a he, whole. He's such it, like, a he's good, good leader. Yeah, yeah, no, but, like, in the beginning of the season, Zeke was doing amazing. After Dak got hurt, Zeke didn't do anything. Amari Cooper didn't do anything. CeeDee Lamb had an okay season, and he was the only one that did anything without Prescott.
1: So, guys, let's just wrap up NFL preseason um, talking about QB battles, and I'm going to throw three QB battles at you. We've got Trevor Lawrence versus Gardner Minshew up against Justin Fields versus Andy Dalton up against, you know what, just for the fun of it, we'll throw in Mac Jones and Cam Newton. What are we thinking? Who, who do you think has the biggest challenge? And, you know, what QBs do you... What rookie QBs do you hope win out? I'll ask you two questions. Uh, of and, course. And it, it, I don't expect those to be the same answer. Do you want to go around the table? Yeah, let's just go around the table. Already kicked me off.
2: Okay. Uh, so, the first question is who do I think has the biggest challenge out of everybody?
1: Yeah. Out of I the three think... I mentioned. We've got out uh, of the Bears QB, the, the um, Jaguars QB and the Patriots QB spot.
2: So I think the biggest challenge, like I think the closest battle, battle overall, like long-term will be the Cam Newton, Mac Jones one. Uh-huh. I do think Mac Jones eventually wins that out just because he plays more of a play style similar to like what Belichick is used to with Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, he does have a little bit more legs, obviously, than Tom Brady because Tom Brady is very slow. But... I think he just. I think he gives you that extra edge, um, but it's again, Cam Newton's Cam Newton. He can still create. He's still an incredible runner when he when his arm is healthy and he's in a system that he knows. He's a very good quarterback. He's took take the he took the Panthers to the Super Bowl. He's won MVP. He won a Heisman. He won a national championship. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. He just. I think that's going to be the closest battle because eventually, yes, Mac Jones is the future, but. I think right now Cam Newton is the better quarterback. He just has to go out there and play. Okay. Right, uh, what
1: about you? Well, I didn't answer the second question. Oh yeah, <laughs> give me your second question already. The
2: second question as far as which rookie do I want to see? Obviously Justin Fields.
1: Good answer. Good answer. Right, I what about know, you? I love oh, Andy Dalton. That's
2: okay. I love Andy Dalton being a Bengals fan, um, but I think Justin Fields is I think him, he long-term gives them the better Uh, chance to win i think maybe andy dalton starts right now and gives them a good chance because he has mentorship and leadership and he knows that he he knows kind of how the nfl works and the situations and different reads but i think it's going to be really good for justin fields to be under him for a couple games maybe a season or two and then once he gets the full reins to just go i think
1: justin fields takes off That's a good point.
3: So, Rhett, what about you? Um, I think Trevor Lawrence takes over right away, and Minshew doesn't even come back at all, so that one's not a big issue. Andy Dalton versus Justin Fields, I think, will be a really big one this coming season to see, like, I think it's inevitable that Justin Fields comes in this season. I don't know how long it'll take, like week four, week seven, whatever, but Justin Fields will win that one. And I mean, Justin Fields is just an electric player that will be the future of that team. And then when it comes to Cam Newton and Matt Jones, it's all going to depend on Cam Newton's long ball. I know that Matt Jones is the future for the team. Cam Newton's on a one-year deal. We don't know, like, he, everyone knows he's not the future for this team. But he will play for them as long as he can throw the long ball and be like a relevant player in their offense. So I think the most interesting one to watch this year will be Andy Dalton and Justin Fields.
1: Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm assuming that you also are – that's the one you hope wins out too, Justin Fields? Oh,
3: yes. I, I hope Justin
1: Fields wins out. Yeah. Um, Zach, now to you. All
0: right. So I definitely think Lawrence will beat out Minsha, Minshew. Um, so then you
1: think that'll be a pretty easy challenge. Okay. So what about yeah, the
0: other two? Uh, yeah. I just, I, Minshew just didn't – he did well, but he's just not – he's not the quarterback they need. Andy Dalton versus Justin Fields. Justin, I think Andy Dalton may play first two games, and I, I just he just doesn't really put out as well as I think he could, and he he just doesn't have he has the experience and everything, but that's the thing he has the experience that he should that shows him that he should be able to put out better than what he does, so I think. The last preseason game for the Bears will show if Justin Fields gets the starting position or not, depending on how well do, he does.
1: Uh, just want to clarify for everybody listening at home, Zach is referring to how he performs on the field. <clears throat> <laughs> so, yeah. so so, I'll I, so I, I'll finish up by saying that this question is just really easy. The biggest challenge is going to be Mac Jones. I, t- once again, don't yes. think Mac Jones has a shot. I think that Rhett makes a good point though, that it really will come down to Cam Newton's long ball, and that's the only time that you'll you'll see Mac Jones show up on the field um, unless Patriots are up by, you know, four touchdowns on a team. So uh, that being said, that's all we've really got for NFL preseason this week. Zach, I'm going to pass it over to you. Go ahead and host us for MLB.
0: So, coming in with MLB, let's look at the freaking NL East and the Braves. I they're, I have so many opinions on the Braves right now. Very many. Right now, we, we're in first. Oh, I'm so happy about it. My question is, is how? How are they in first? But they, granted, so, they kind of proved to me on the game they're playing right now on August 16th. that We're playing the Marlins. Before they came into this game, I think it was in the last three series is what they said. They were 10 for 64 on hits with players in scoring position. And right now we're up 10 to set or up 10 to two. I'm pretty sure we've had about five good hits with players in scoring position. So I think if I talk shit about them, they outdo me and proved proved me wrong, which I'm super excited about. Now, let's look at the Phillies. Phillies have been turning up. They've been getting really hot. Um, they just lost. A, they lost a series to the Dodgers, but they did take a game on them. I was expecting Dodgers to um, to sweep them, to be honest. But Bryce Harper's been killing it for them. Their pitching isn't do, isn't doing bad. Their pit, starting pitching is doing great. They just got to fix their bullpen, just like we had to. Uh, Mets, Mets are, they are they're they're getting there. They had a they. They dropped when we were getting hot, but they seem to be getting a little bit hot again. So we'll see how they do. Rest of the NL doesn't really matter. Um, so I want y'all's opinions on Atlanta after uh, with our pickups from after the uh, All Star break and how you think that they're gonna help with us and what they've already done. Yeah. So Will, how do you feel about our um our trades and stuff after or before the trade deadline?
1: I think the question you asked at the beginning was how and you hit it right on the head it's all of those trades that we made right there at the deadline um really? we've seen performance from jock peterson and george solaire maybe it's pronounced sole maybe it's just pronounced uh, it's Soler. Soler. I, I don't know i think it's Solaire. That yeah. It. yeah that's
0: all that matters yeah. to solar power
1: <laughs> yeah it's just solar power at this point and we will take it we'll take every body that we can get um i i i mean like you said, we're playing the Marlins right now. Um, shout out to Mitchell Barnes. You know, it's one of mine and uh, Artie's favorite things is to remind Mitchell when we're playing the Marlins <clears throat> because, uh, you know, Mitchell, Mitchell's just not a big Marlins fan. He just doesn't really like the Marlins that much. So, uh, Zach, I, I think it's funny how you get into those Atlanta curses with those teams where you ha- you start talking shit about the Atlanta teams and then they just immediately prove you wrong um i had the same thing happen with austin riley last year where i had to basically make fun of austin riley in order for him to to start hitting bombs and every single time i did just like clockwork it happened but yeah those trade deadlines that's the only way we're staying in this right now and um i think that you know the basically until the end of the ninth inning you're not safe as a braves fan you're really not especially because
0: because will smith
1: our yeah, because our main weakness will remain our bullpen.
0: Oh, we always our bullpen is getting a lot better. Tyler Matzick is heating up. Luke Jackson, oh, I was on the hate Luke Jackson fan. Get him off our team uh, train. But he has, he, to me, he has proved himself this year. He's at a, exactly. he was at like a when I started liking him, he was at he was had what like 20 innings, 1.6 ERA. He's now, like, 60 innings or something like that, and he's at a 2.6 ERA. And last year, he he blew up every game, and I hated him for it. So he's proved himself to me. Uh, Will Smith, I want to get him out of the closing position, get him into a regular bullpen, get him in the middle of the game so we know if he f- screws up. We have our, the, our batting knows what they need to do. With Richard coming in... Um, Richard Rodriguez, he's a closer for he was the closer for the Pirates. He did so well. I understand getting him into our, on our team and um getting him in the bullpen to get used to our team and how we play and where he's playing. But he's proved himself. I think we need to move him to closure. Move Will Smith to the bullpen, because past two uh two games, Will Smith has had trouble each game. Last night, the only reason we won is because. Um, Austin Riley. He had an insane play on that third baseline with a catch, which would have gone to the outfield and probably gotten a double, which would have scored one run, put the other guy on third, and that would have been a tie game, and next hit, might have gotten him in home for the walk-off. But All right, Art, how do you feel about the Braves going in uh, to the the soon-to-be-the-playoffs? Do you think we're going to be good? Do you think we'll keep that lead?
2: I think we're definitely... We're definitely hitting our stride when we need to. It was incredibly frustrating every time we would get to 500 all season. Then we would lose two or three games in a row. So the fact that we we're actually on consistent winning streaks has been really nice. And we've always had hitting. Scoring has not been a problem. Yes, we unfortunately have had people on base. We've ended way too many innings with people in scoring positions. But the actual hitting itself not been a problem for us. Um, over, like at least overall, it was always defense and bullpen pitching. And I think, just like you said, it like we got, we have a much more balanced uh, defense. I, of course, I wish Acuna was still around. Um, unfortunately, he got hurt, but I, I think we're definitely in a much better situation right now than we were two months ago, where we couldn't string two or three wins in a row. So it's been really nice. I think we're hitting our stride. I think we'll hopefully hold out this lead. We'll get to the playoffs. Um, we just have to keep playing like we have been. And hopefully our next couple of series that are against tougher teams, we've got to at least pull one or two games off. I think that's going to be the biggest test because once we get to the playoffs, all of the teams we play are going to be at that caliber.
1: So going off what Artie said about getting hot at the right time, um, Zach, also back to your question as to how, how are we getting these results? I think that we cannot rule out Double D, okay? We've got Darnold back, and he's healthy, and at L- the very end of the free agency, we acquired Adam Duvall. We took him back from Miami, so yeah. those two guys are coming up big for us right now i think that was the, i think it was the, the the part that we were missing because we lost a lot of those early games to miami shout out mitchell barnes because miami had such good hitters one of them being yeah. adam duvall i i it it brings joy to my face to see adam duvall back in a Braves jersey.
0: i was so happy when we re-signed him because i was furious at the braves for letting him go last year oh yeah, i was so mad
1: don't even get me started on how sad it makes to see mark melanson happy and it's with another team
0: yeah
1: i mean it just makes me so sad that you know going going back to how you can't be safe until it's the end of the ninth inning as a braves fan it makes me so sad to to see how mark melanson is doing so well and and know that we could have used him right now we would have so you know we've had so many blown saves
0: yep and we haven't even had uh, Rosario back yet. He's still on the IL. I think he's going down. I think he's down in uh minors right now, getting fixed. All right, Rhett, what's your opinion on uh Braves and how we're gonna how we're gonna pull it out?
3: So the people that we've gotten at the trade deadline being Peterson, Duvall, uh Rodriguez, and Soler have been coming up big for us, and we've gone hot right after the trade deadline. I think the these next two matchups that we have we're currently in the first game against Miami and we're about to play the Orioles who are really bad teams we have to just take care of the games we need to before we get to the hard games we need to win five of these six games six of these six games either one to build up a small lead because we're about to go into a really hard few teams Mm -hmm. in a row and we have to have a lead before we get to them because the Dodgers the Giants they're not easy teams now the Mets have a really hard schedule to close out the year. So I don't see them staying relevant for too long. I do think the Phillies is what's big right now, is because they have a fairly easy schedule like we do. And it's we're basically in a situation in our in our division where we have to win our division to make the playoffs because the teams like that are fighting for the wildcard spots are very good and already have like win leads over everybody. So we have to close out the year well. We have to take care of the games we should. I know we'll play the Mets really late in the season. We'll play the Phillies really late in the season, and both of those series will be big. But we have to win our division, essentially, at this point, to make it to the playoffs. Now, the good news is, on top of the trade deadline, we have pitchers becoming healthy again. Yanoa is back for the first time in a long time, and he will be another key addition to make sure our pitching core is just sound. And as much—I want— I think my biggest gripe with the Braves right now would be to get rid of Will Smith in the closing position. I don't care what you do. You can move Matzik there. You can move Rodriguez there. You have other people that can fill that role, but have proven themselves more. I don't remember the last time that Will Smith didn't like, even if he saved the game, he gave us a heart attack by letting two people on base when he had no business doing it. And he's had other people bail him out like Austin Riley last night and other great infield plays that we've had between Swanson, um, Albies and, Austin Riley, but we just we have to win the games that we should win these next two series. That will be big for us.
0: Yep. And let's talk about the upcoming um series for the Braves. So we got Marlins right now uh our last their last game um against them will be the day before this uh right after the sayers we'll have that that sweep will come up. So if you tune into our Twitter, you'll already see what the uh what that series turned out to be and the results of it. So after that, starting tonight, what or starting tomorrow would be Friday, um, Orioles, we got them three. They are a terrible team and I love seeing them on our schedule. It'll be a great way for us to take, that, uh, take a bigger lead against the Phillies. Hopefully, hoping that the Phillies don't do too well in their next series and we'll take a look at their schedule in a minute just because they're our biggest threat. But Uh, What I'm worried about, Yankees are on fire right now. I am. I'm worried about them. I'm kind of nervous to play them because we've only seen them once this year. We did go one and one in their series against them. Giants, of course, they just number one in the league. They're insane. But what I do like about the Braves is, well, at the beginning of the season, we were doing amazing against the tough teams like L.A. We took the first series against them. We went two and one against them. They're our next series after the Giants, so, but they also added Max Scherzer, which we'll probably play against. Granted, luckily we're used to him because he was at Nationals, so we know how he pitches. And they added um, Trey Turner, hottest hitter on the Nationals, t- traded him over, so he's going to be a tough out.
1: Yeah, so the, I, I, I don't know if you guys got a chance to basically check the internet this weekend, um, but the Trey Turner slide, I, it's nice. It, it, it's so smooth when he slides in oh play. that
0: you slide was that beautiful yes.
1: <laughs> I mean it's it's if if you look up swag in the dictionary that video is right there
0: dude that was it, one it of the cleanest so, slides I've so ever dangerous. seen <laughs> yeah.
1: but um also Zach going back you know just to touch on the Yankees I I agree maybe we should realize they're a threat um if you got a chance to watch any of the field of dreams game first off really cool concept it was really beautiful. Um, But it it was just so fitting for, you know, the rest of the world, obviously, as in the people who hate the Yankees to watch the Yankees lose on walk off home run in the bottom of the ninth. So I I agree we should be worried about the Yankees. But um, I think that you make a good point that both New York teams are the big threats. And so when you look at the Mets, the Mets have a tough schedule. They just had a game last night on the East Coast. The Mets were playing against. Hold on one second. I'll find it. No, I think it's. Um, yeah. So if, if when you look at the Mets, the Mets have a tough schedule. Right now, they're not hot because they played at home against Los Angeles, and now they're flying. And they got swept. Yeah, and they got swept, and now they just had to fly all the way to San Francisco to play at the Giants. I, I think the Mets are about to be on a downhill slope. And... So uh, I agree, though. They're the team to beat. In our division, when it comes to the Braves staying on top, but it, 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 in comparison of easy schedules, it's going to be the Braves in a foot race against the Phillies.
0: Yep. And another <laughs> thing that's great about the Mets right now is they have they just played the Dodgers and got swept by them. They have the Giants for the next three games until Wednesday the eighteenth, and then starting tonight they play the Dodgers again for a four game series. Then they fly back to new york to play the giants again so they have dodgers giants dodgers giants you know in their next their four series and so on top
3: of all of that Degrom is hurt and he is the only he is by far their best pitcher and him being hurt when they have all of these hard series is really going to make them drop these games
0: it's going to be huge damper on them but Mm -hmm. yeah so the Braves are biggest. We got the Rockies after that, but I think we can take the Rockies. They don't. They don't uh, aren't a threat to me, from what I've seen. Giants, we have them. We have two series against them. So seeing how this next one comes up is going to be worrisome of how the second series will happen. Diamondbacks, we better get our freaking revenge on them because I'm still pissed about those two games, that doubleheader. Oh, I don't want to yeah. talk about it. <laughs> And then we got Padres, Phillies and Mets for our last three series. Padres were um we're going to be making up our the game where we're losing right now 5 to 4 in the 6th inning and I think we're up to bat the one that got suspended because of rain. Still 5 to 4. We have uh an inning and a half left cuz it was it's going to be a 7 inning game. I can't wait to see if we are able to come back from that. Rhett, Talk about freaking um I think his name is Garrett getting that shutout. Or that no-hitter, uh, the no-hitter, yeah. first time starting. Oh, yeah, the
3: Diamondbacks guy? Um, It was like the fourth time ever that a person has had their first MLB start and threw a no-hitter. Most people don't see that in a lifetime of being a starting pitcher in the MLB, much less their first game ever. That's just a wild thing that happened over the weekend
0: and look at that lineup he did it against he did it against mm-hmm. the San Diego Padres to so say he didn't do it to a team like or against a team like the
3: Orioles he did it against one of the best teams which just makes which it even more impressive
0: which is actually so the Padres are a team that we are fighting for the um wild card if we can't do it if we can't if we can't keep 1st we they're five games behind them and if we can take those four games that's going to be huge mm mm-hmm. mhm because I think Cincinnati Reds are the other team, and we just beat them two to one, and then, so we're probably only a game back from them. And I haven't even looked at their schedule. We'll worry about that next week. But yeah, so, like, it's got uh, it's uh, so up in the air right now. All right, so we're gonna uh, segue over to the M, uh, to the NBA Summer League real quick. We're not gonna touch on it, touch up on it a lot because Summer League isn't very huge, but. We are an Atlanta podcast, so we want to talk about all the sports for Atlanta. Sharif Cooper, 29 minutes, 8 for 14, 21 total po- 8 for 14 field goals, 21 total points. Um, how do you like that, Rhett? How do you feel with him being an NBA? Uh,
3: I'm honestly surprised we got him. I expected him to go fairly early in the first round. He slid all the way to Atlanta's second pick, and I'm extremely happy with the fact that he fell to us and I still don't know how it happened but he will be great with uh Trey Young they will like similar play styles they'll get along perfectly he's also out of McEachern High School right from where we came up and seeing him play at Auburn was just great all the time and the only thing that I want to see him do better is shoot better from three range but just amazed that uh atlanta was able to get him where we got him and i think he will be a great player with us for a long time
0: good um i'm hoping because he, he's what a big um big man where does he play what position is he uh shooting guard uh guard okay guard oh so he is going to be great synergy but then six,
1: one, 180
0: pounds yeah
1: i i, I think that the additions of Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper are going to help the Hawks so much after we basically just had good news after another you know the Hawks social media does a good job of letting you know what's going on in in regards to their rookies and how they're playing on summer league and so we got both of those great signs and then re-signed all of our veterans that we needed we got Trey Young back we got John Collins back we've got Solomon Hill and we got Lou Williams again so we're going to have another exciting year, okay? And, and just Philadelphia fans, I'm just going to say this for all sports. Be ready. I really hope that we see you again in the playoffs.
0: Ooh, I can't wait. All right, let's move to uh, fo- uh, college football.
3: So AP has the top five is Alabama 1, Oklahoma 2, Clemson 3, Ohio State 4, and Georgia 5. Now, I have the same teams in my top five, but I have mine moved around a little bit. So I have Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Ohio State 3, Oklahoma 4, and UGA 5, meaning that Clemson-UGA game opening weekend will just be amazing. Alabama will have a good matchup in the first week against Miami, but I... I Clemson will be a really good team this year I like their new quarterback he did really well last year against Notre Dame even though they were missing Trevor and multiple defensive starters he put up a 50 plus point game so let's go around the table and have everybody's top five starting with Artie I
2: I'm pretty aligned with you as well Um, obviously we know Alabama uh, Bryce Young seems to be really holding it down and um, he's already got what over a million dollars in the in the yep. new deals that they can get. Um, I, I think he showed some real poise when he was stepping in last year. He played really well in their uh, spring game. Um, so we know Alabama is going to be up there like they always are. Um, I think for me, I, it's tough. I really think Oklahoma is too. I think that's the right call. Um, I would put Ohio State three. I am biased. Um, I think our defense is extremely solid. Um, We still have our two best wide receivers. We still have an incredible running back. I think Ohio State stays number three. Then I would put Clemson and then Georgia. Georgia has the potential to go up for me. Um, I just haven't seen enough of JT Daniels' play. I think Georgia's defense is probably top three in the country. Um, Only thing that would maybe change my list would be either if Georgia – beats clemson or um if oklahoma's defense isn't all that way that they've been hyped up to be with uh, their new additions um and a lot of their starters returning um so we'll see um but yeah finally alabama oklahoma ohio state clemson then georgia okay and so zach what do you think
0: um i'm actually a fan of the ap poll i'm rarely a fan of the ap's top 25 but i'm actually a fan of it alabama it's Alabama. They're always going to be freaking good, no matter who they have. They have Nick Saban as their coach; he can define whoever he has into a freaking national championship team. We've seen it for the past ten years; it's insane. Um, only reason I do like the Oklahoma above Clemson is because Clemson doesn't have Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was just a god at Clemson. Granted, I don't or know. I don't know if he's going to be a god at Jacksonville. I think he's going to do really good there, but I didn't or watch.
2: Travis ATN. Huh? Or Travis Etienne.
0: Yeah, or Travis, and so they have to get their new quarterback and a new running back in. So I like them at. I'll, I'll, I'll take. I'll still take them at three. Ohio State at four. They were. Uh, they were looking solid. They didn't really lose many except Justin Fields, right, Artie?
2: Uh, there was a decent amount of defenders that left, but defense is usually not their.
0: Was I say issue. offense is their usual strong um, part? Uh,
2: defense is usually the most solid. Um, especially keeping a lot of uh, defensive backs. But, yeah, there's not too many gone, but I think there's probably four-ish starters on both sides of the ball that are gone.
0: Uh, And then UGA is, just like I said, Alabama. UGA is UGA. Okay, and lastly, we're going to go into Will.
1: So, I'm just going to go ahead and, I guess, be the one to say it. I do not like the AP's top five. Um, I, I think that Oklahoma... Out of these five teams, I think that Oklahoma has the chance at being number one very early on. I I think that Spencer I I think Spencer Rattler he's he's gonna perform. Now once again, he's one of the only re- returning quarterbacks for this top five. Um, in comparison to Alabama, you guys are correct though. Nick Saban can recruit, but Bryce Young's coming in and. He, I I think that, you know what, this is, I mean, this is a bold take, but I think the NIL money, I think it might get to him. You know, he's going to start seeing those checks coming his way. Yeah. I would not be surprised if we saw Alabama drop early because Bryce Young cannot perform if they do. And I'm just going to elaborate this further if they do manage to squeeze out a close win early It's because of the alabama defense and it's entirely because nick saban can recruit um going on to clemson dj Uyagalele, He's the guy who's stepping up to take trevor lawrence's spot the guy's good. Yes, but that's with all of the resources He has around him. Let's remember That he did lose to notre dame. I know that it was like an overtime or a double overtime win but He's not Trevor Lawrence. He also doesn't have Travis Etienne. <clears throat> so I, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if we saw Clemson stuck, stuck at that number three spot. Ohio State, Justin Fields isn't there. Ohio State lost a lot of key defenders, like already just said. It, it might come down to a game of runs, and Ohio State might not be able to run the ball into the end zone. Um, Georgia, I think you guys are right. I haven't seen enough of JT Daniels. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't know if he's a great quarterback yet. So all that being said, I look at the AP poll. I I think Oklahoma is going to be number one here pretty shortly. Otherwise, it's just going to be them back and forth with Alabama. Um, Now, Clemson, Georgia, you know, those are the two that are going to be very interesting to see right off the bat. We've got that first game lined up for the first week. And so, Rhett, I I hear that you have a bet going on right now. Um, Would you care to elaborate on it for Clemson versus Georgia?
3: Uh, I do have a bet going on It's for Georgia making the playoffs And if Georgia makes the playoffs I have to wax my legs And if Georgia (laughs) does not make the playoffs one of my other friends has to wax his legs. So I'm really hoping for Georgia to lose early against Clemson. I'll be at the Georgia Auburn game. I hope they drop a few along the way to save my leg hairs.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. So I I think that I think that multiple people will be uh, very excited for to see how that Georgia Clemson game goes early. But uh, I, once again, don't know much about JT Daniels for the sake of your legs. And just because I'm a Mississippi state bulldog, I hope that Clemson pulls it out. Um, We'll just see if DJ can fill Trevor Lawrence's shoes and if he can still perform without Travis Etienne.
0: All right, so that does it for today. I hope you all enjoyed our episode. It was a lot of fun doing our first episode. And rise up, chop on, and believe. Oh, my God. I just came in my pants. That was so cool.